should you just start? Uh, or I guess I'll introduce you. I don't know. <laughs> this is weird for me. Okay. Um, I want to introduce myself if you want. Yeah, you you do that. This is this is Waldozer. Waldozer, do your introduction. Hi guys, I'm Waldozer. You might have seen me around, you know, hanging around in, in Soggy's chat. Um, or you might have seen me from my YouTube channel, though I doubt that I doubt that's the case. But yeah, I'm just here as the guest today. Yeah. So you know how like I have been recording episodes by myself. So um, eventually, I mentioned to Twitch chat one day that I would have people on the podcast at some point, and it's been six months since I promised that. So here's one of the people that wanted to be on the podcast. And um, sorry, I was gone for four um, weeks. But yeah, today we're going to be talking about some stuff about Waldozer and their life. That way you don't hear me being miserable about my life. But yeah, that's, I guess, today's episode. So Waldozer, tell me, what what do you want to talk about today? What's on your mind? What's happening? Me, personally? Hmm. I mean, I don't really know. Well, I guess recently I thought about uh, how hard it is for me to make choices sometimes, even basic choices, I guess. Okay. Like, how so? Well, I guess even making some what? basic choices, like choosing what I want at um at a fast food place or what toppings I want on a certain dessert, feels like it's incredibly hard for me to make those choices. That's funny that you say that because you're not typically the kind of person to be like that in chat. I feel like you're always the one that has a very strong opinion, usually, especially like when it comes to game. Yeah, but I thought back to this: like, why, why am I, why am I having this difficulty making choices? <clears throat> what, what did this stem from? And I thought about it for a really long time, honestly. Okay. And when when I finally came, I realized Polly what it stemmed from, and that was my relationship with my older brother. Oh, really? Yeah, because me and him, well, here's a bit of context to it. Me and him were together for a very long time. We were born like about a year and a half apart. Um, He was always about a grade above me. When I was in first grade, he was in second, and so on. Okay. And we were always doing things together. My friends were his friends. We always hung out together. We got the same clothes, the same food. Like a lot of our, th- a lot of the things that we did were together. Yeah. Yeah. So especially early on, I didn't make a lot of choices for myself. Oh. I was just, you know, very attached to him and the choices that he made. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't see the correlation before, but I can see that being the case. Yeah, it was. It was around middle school when we started like splitting up a bit, not very much, mm-hmm. but we certainly did start parting ways at that point. And when he got into high school, and when I had to go to a different middle school because we moved locations, that's definitely when the split definitely began oh. to start. Like it basically began to divide even greater. Sorry, was that just because like you weren't close to the schools anymore? Or he he did live at home though. Yeah, we lived. We still. still lived in the same home, but we were no longer even going to the same schools, and we we no longer had like the same friends or the same acquaintances. We didn't know like hmm. the same people. We started at that point right. is when we truly like started splitting apart. I'd say. 
Well, let me ask you this. Like, what's what's coming up for me is like, well, how much of your brother's lifestyle was your own? Like, were were you also interested in like, I guess, like, okay, anime or stuff like that or sports? Almost the exact so same was, way as we your were brother. Definitely interested in anime to a certain extent, but I was interested in it more. Whereas he only saw it as Saturday morning cartoons because they were on at that time. I actually, you know, went and pursued it. And went out to watch them like on my own time. Okay. Okay. So you had a yeah, little bit even of a early on, like with me, I started to get into Yu-Gi-Oh early on, and I even got my like uh, my own friend, who I played Yu-Gi-Oh with a lot, who he he never really got around to mm-hmm. getting along with him. That's interesting. So your brother actually didn't get along with everything you wanted either yeah we got a i mean he, it's not like he says if he hated Yu-Gi-Oh. he just never i guess got into it like i did hmm i think uh your brother actually did influence you in a way but i don't think it sounds like you guys had the same exact interest it even yeah, it's, it seems, it that, seems like know, even we before definitely started splitting up a lot over time but like we did have a lot of differences early on Hmm. But you just didn't really notice that. Yeah, those interests. Yeah, those interests just became more pronounced as time went on, and we started going our ways even more. Okay. But that during that time, did you think that your brother was also interested in those things as much as you, or no, or did it hurt like in a way like he didn't like stuff as much as you liked it? Well, there was a time where everyone had started to like you got around those parts. So I was like, hey, everybody likes this. So do I. So we were all just Aww. a group. But then everybody stopped when when only me and my one friend kept on going with it. And everybody else did it, including my brother. I was like, hey, I guess this is something that only we enjoy. Mm, okay. And you started being like your own person. Yeah, like my own niche, my own person. Yeah, we all know. Well, those are loves his Yu-Gi-Oh in chat. We all know that. Yeah. And I'd say in 8th grade is really when I started, you know, becoming a lot more tame. Before 8th grade, I was very rowdy, I would say. What? I got into at least one school fight a year. What? <laughs> yeah. What? No way. Yeah. That's crazy. Even in 8th grade, I got into two very silly altercations, honestly. Like physical? Like you were like, you were... Yeah, physical sparring bruh oh yeah it's pretty funny at the time but was it also grade, when i was in a completely new environment without my brother with like basically nobody that i had known uh, i really started to mellow out a lot at that time and going into high school i basically had a completely new personality whoa 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 okay let's take it back a notch okay i need to talk about that that's not the waldozer i of course know and for everyone that's listening to the podcast that doesn't know, because my podcast audience is actually different than my Twitch audience. The podcast audience, Waldozer, is um, a bit of a troll in my Twitch chats. <laughs> no offense, Waldozer. But, like, he's a softie. And, like, we all know, like, we all, like, you grow to love Waldozer. So I'm shocked, personally, for context for everyone listening, like, that Waldozer had a rough side to him. Because he's, like, a big teddy bear. And I'm not joking when I say, well, this is like a teddy bear. 
So that's that's interesting. What so when you were with your brother and you're in middle school, you actually ended up fighting people, but then as you left like when you split ways, I gained the gift of self-control. That's interesting. I would think that when you were with your brother you would be mellow, but then when you're in you're not with him no, you actually be- there was this one this one altercation where one guy was like picking on my older brother. He was bigger than him and everything. And like my brother wasn't doing anything about it at the time. But but when I saw this, I, I couldn't stand it. So I fucking bull charged him and threw him down like a set of stairs. It wasn't like very big. It was like only two stairs. In but he hit world. his like he well he hit he hit the ground pretty hard and he started crying. <laughs> and I got in trouble for that because you know Sorry, when was this? Kind of like physically hit a kid. High school? No, this was in elementary. elementary school. Why, why do you think you were so aggressive when you when it you also had your brother there? Because that's what I, I don't know, understand. I, I mean, I wasn't like I didn't immediately. I mean, I guess I was pretty aggressive, but like I don't remember being all that aggressive. Like in hindsight, yeah, there were a decent few incidents, but like honestly, I don't really know. Hmm. For me, when I was in school, and I've talked about it on this podcast a bit, I I was a little bit of a bully. And that was because at home, I was dealing with a lot of stuff that stressed me out. So my release was to take it out on other kids. In your case, do you think that something similar is happening, that you get so upset by things that maybe like other kids wouldn't, but just because family life sucked? You kind of were a little more sensitive to stuff because I was, and that's why I was. Well, in that one specific situation, it's because it was my older brother who was the one that was getting, you know, picked on. Okay, that's different. I didn't know that it was your brother getting picked because on. Because to me, it doesn't really matter what other people do to me. I can easily handle that. It doesn't really matter. But it's when when it happens to somebody else that I care about. I guess when it's like. That's when I get a lot more emotional. Aww. Or when I did in the past, I've really mellowed out to a point where I don't I, calling it just mellowing out is honestly kind of weird. Aww. That's so sweet, though. Like you were standing up for your and brother. I, I think it's honestly not sweet. Like, yeah, if you look at just the younger me, then yeah, it's sweet. But now I've grown like a kind of detachment. Where, like, you don't stand up for people you love, even though you want to? No, I've just grown. You know how I, like, I told you that I, like, I became a lot more mild as I grew, went into high school, right? Yeah. Well, with that, I also, I feel like I lost a lot of, like, my, my sense of emotion, I guess. Like... For for a very long time, I've had a I've had a difficulty feeling like a great amount of emotion. It's not as if I can't feel it; it's just that it takes more for me to feel the same emotion. Hmm. And when I started putting aside like all my, well, I guess my anger and rage and all that, and just became a lot more mellowed out, like a lot more normal, that that became even harder to feel that emotion because now I couldn't express anger. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's from your brother? All the anger that I have is just internalized. Uh, so do you get angry though? You do you get angry and do you vent? Like what do you do these days? Like 
when you do feel like everything is bottled up? I, I honestly don't remember. I don't remember the last time I've gotten that angry. Really? Are you finding you're working yeah. through stuff logically and like you're making good decisions? Or are you just kind of I've ignoring angry, it? angry, I guess, in the recent times, but not angry enough to where I've needed to express it. If it's just a, if it's just a mild anger, it'll usually go away as long as I do something I enjoy. Hmm. That's very mature. It's very mature, actually. And I'm, I, I definitely think that that usually comes from something. Like, something happens, and then you end up making a choice for yourself in your life where you go fuck that. I don't want that for me anymore. And maybe something happened where you got, you went a little too far. I'm just speculating. I don't think this, like, I don't mean to speak yeah, I think for you, that but the like... Two, the two fights that I got into in eighth grade, they were incredibly silly, and I would say that it was kind of my fault. <laughs> kind of your fault. <laughs> All right. I was, let's, well, yeah, let's... And if I got into one more altercation that year, I would have actually just been expelled. Ah, okay. I see. So there is definitely a lot of um, pressure on your part to stop also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's kind of a silly story if you want to hear I it. do, actually. I was going to ask if you could share that, like, if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, for the first fight that happened in eighth grade, I, w I didn't like doing much during recess at that time. There wasn't much to do. You still had recess. Mm -hmm. at, it, you had recess in eighth grade at that school. Mm -hmm. um, and there really wasn't much to do. I didn't have anyone to really hang out with at that time. I didn't have anything to do. So I just went and I, and I laid down on the slide and I just relaxed for the entirety of recess. Mm -hmm. But there was this group of kids who, uh, who didn't like the fact that I was laying on the slide. Mm-hmm. So they, they, kind of, they kept on harassing me, like, for being there. They fucking kicked me. They harassed me. They did a bunch of things, basically. And over a long period of time, I, I, I kind of didn't care all that much at first, but eventually it just got kind of annoying. So one day, when one of the kids kicks me, I take off my shoe and I smack him in the face with it. Jesus! Holy shit, that was a 180. <laughs> yeah, You took your fucking shoe off. I don't know why, what I was thinking at the time. I feel like I took off my shoe, you know, because Holy. he kicked me, which is, you know, with a foot. Oh, my God. Jesus. I don't really remember all that much what the reasoning <laughs> for using the shoe was. All but right. anyway, the point is we got into a fight at that point. Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, once you throw a shoe or you hit someone with the shoe, <laughs> usually that's... Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't even just hit him once. I grabbed the shoe again and then smacked him seven times in the face again. Jesus Christ. Oh my god, that's crazy. He only got one good punch in into the face. Oh my god. That, that was the first altercation of 8th grade. That sounds like it's a lot, but it doesn't seem like, just to interrupt, sorry, but it doesn't seem like that was completely your fault. I mean, if you were obstructing the slide to be a dick, then yeah, it's your fault. But if you were obstructing the slide, I, like, no one was using it, but then they came and decided to just pick on you, like, that's their fault. Anyway, that's why I know. Yeah, well, it's not completely my fault, but I do understand that I do take a part of the blame, and I did escalate that a lot more than it needed to be. Well, I mean, like, that just was, like, you were chilling to, like, you were throwing the zapatos at him, like, real quick. Yeah, and then the second one is definitely my fault. <laughs> okay yeah it's it's even kind of a 
kind of a bit controversial. So basically, oh. I was actually kind of, I was playing with this group of kids at the time. I don't remember what we were playing. But one of these kids said a bad word, a bad word that starts with an N. Oh. And I told this kid that he couldn't say that word, that that's a bad word. Oh. And he told me that he could say that word because he was black. But that I couldn't say that word because I wasn't. Sorry, but was you know, at he the time, black? I was kind of rebellious. I didn't like people telling me what I could and couldn't do. So I went up to him and I said that word. Oh. And that's how the second fight started, with him punching me for saying the word. <laughs> I'm sorry, okay, wait, was he actually black? Yes. <laughs> Waldo there, oh. But listen, I did not know about <laughs> oh, all the historical context shit. behind the word at the time. I'm sorry, I was ignorant. It's okay. But I still like... would have said it either way, because I thought that it was funny, and also because he can't tell me what to say. Honestly, all kids have to go through that. They learn about it. Unfortunately, they don't teach it in the history books. If they did, we'd have more respect for it. But I also made those mistakes when I was younger, so don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah, well, I learned that day that, uh, that <laughs> people not okay. don't like it when you tell them that word. <laughs> you learned a valuable lesson. <laughs> I learned a very valuable lesson about keeping your mouth closed sometimes. <laughs> I'm sorry about that's the best one. <laughs> okay, but like, who won? You hmm? did you lose? Did you lose the, well, fight? the fight? Got split up before they could escalate to a point uh, where. Okay, okay, that's good. <laughs> I can't see yeah, that. I definitely now. won the first fight. The second fight it didn't even escalate to a point where it got broken up. We just decided to stop fighting. Yeah, it was just a like, silly. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was stupid. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was a misunderstanding more on your part, like you didn't know, and it and it yeah, is just know. it's it's also not really like your fault in a way either, because you didn't know. But yeah, your reaction was definitely your own fault. How you reacted so aggressively is definitely not okay. But yeah, yeah you were in eighth my grade. Fault, honestly, <laughs> you're in eighth grade. You know, it takes something. Even like years later, I have friends in from elementary school. They still can't own up to stuff. So even though like you're you're saying like yeah, it was your fault, that's actually such a big mature thing to do. And um, yeah, like I, I'm proud of you for that. I think that's good. <laughs> but I can see that. To be honest, the part where you say like you get aggressive <laughs> like when. When you're like, don't tell me what to do. I can even hear that sometimes when you say stuff in chat, like when you're talking about certain things, like I can still hear that part of you. Like it's not as it's not a bad thing, but like I hear it like I can tell like you're stubborn in a way, but it's not a bad stubborn. And you're not yeah. the worst. Trust me. Uh, high school, honestly. So then in high school, you mellowed out. So was that immediately after eighth grade, ninth grade? Yeah, I mellowed out almost immediately. Actually, not immediately. The first year, I was actually still kind of the same. Oh. Uh, but that's the year that I met Loki. Oh, and so you mellowed out. Yeah. Okay, do you think Loki had a positive influence on you? 
Oh, that's that's certainly debatable. But <laughs> we met in actually a very a very weird way. All right, all right. I do remember how you met, but you can tell everyone in the well, in his podcast. own words, I was harassing another student, and he was trying to defend this student, so he was telling me to stop. Now, in my own words, I would say I was trying to teach someone about the joys of Yu-Gi-Oh! And Loki just interfered. And so I decided to try and teach him about the joys of Yu-Gi-Oh! Okay. And then it butted into this beautiful... In my opinion, it's one of the strangest relationships I've ever seen. But it is uh, nonetheless a relationship. So, And a friendship at yeah, that. It is a friendship. He's a really good friend. We've done a lot of things together. Yeah. And I've really appreciated his friendship. Yeah. I can I can um, hear that. Yeah, but you know about COVID, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, so that happened about halfway through my second year there. And we all went digital, as did most people. Oh, okay. But third year, we had to go back. Okay. Yeah, and that year, um, he didn't, he didn't come back with me. So I was mm. basically just going there alone. All right. And honestly, I don't think I I really mellowed out with everything that happened in COVID and then afterwards. What was your COVID experience like, though? It was very boring, honestly. Oh, okay. So there wasn't anything too horrific that happened. You just kind of chilled. Yeah, it was just incredibly. It was just basically me at home for most of the time. Couldn't even go out and do like the things that I liked because most of them were closed. Right. Yeah. So as as once COVID we got back, I feel like I became a lot more antisocial, like in person. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of people have had that happen. I know, like being social, especially when you were extroverted before. For most people, like me, for example, like it was a little bit of a weird period of time. For the introverts, we're thriving, though. <laughs> the introverts are really thriving on this, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of an introvert, so I kind of did like it. But then having to go back and interact with people, it was really difficult mm-hmm. after having not seen them for like a year. Okay, that's that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. But uh, so Loki was at school with you. You were mellowed out now. And now where was your brother? My brother, we, even though we went to the same school at that point, we went to the same high school. Okay. Um, he, he got a job, um, at Chipotle. I'm pretty, yeah, Chipotle. Ooh. And so immediately after we got out of school, he dropped me off at the bus station and then he went to work. So besides that one interaction between that, t- besides the interactions in those times, we almost never got to see each other just in uh-huh. the morning. And then in between when he had to go to work. That's sad. Do you... And occasionally in in the nighttime, if I was awake late enough to see him. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, did you uh, end up messaging your brother ever, or calling, or do you guys did you guys just meet at home most of the time, and that was it? You didn't even like text each other, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah, we just we mostly just met at home most of the time. Huh. Uh, we texted if we needed to, like, know some each something from each other, like where we were mm-hmm. or what, what time we were going to get out of something. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, so now going back to your choices. So 
you think that what's happening now with your brother or sorry well like your relationship with your brother earlier on in life has something to do with the reason why you're having a difficult time making even small choices yeah i guess a bit like i do but some of that is still completely on me i should be able to be more uh, affirmative to make the choices myself at the same time i spent so long just allowing him to make some of the choices for me that it is kind of difficult for me to make the choices sometimes i think what i'm missing here is like where is it that you actually like relied on him on choices? Because a lot of it does sound like I know it's, you're just giving me like a brief summary, but a lot of it does sound like you actually were making your own choices. So I'm wondering if that's more your own insecurity. Well, yeah, that's that's where we start to divert. But just for basic choices, I mostly just copied off of him, like what he would mm. want, what he would do. Okay, so you're it's looking for, for validation. It's that we now have different now that I'd say that that's where I made my own choices. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you're nervous when you make a choice? Like you feel like, oh, that's probably not going to taste good. And I wish well, like I, I had a second am. opinion. I, am, I just make a choices because I feel like if somebody else is in line or if there's a person who's actually waiting for me to give my order, I just need to make it quickly. I don't have time to think about it. So I just order like whatever I can, whatever I see, because I don't want to have that pressure. Really? That's so interesting. I I didn't think that you had that kind of um anxiety yeah, in a but way. But if I am given the time, I will I will agonize about even a minor choice for so long. It's when I'm actually under pressure that I'll just make the most basic choice possible. I think I'm the same way too, though. I don't think this is so like left field that uh, it's not relatable to anyone. I think most people are like that, where when you're under pressure, like you're you just make a random choice. But of course, you're gonna overthink things to an extent. But it's interesting because like you're relating it to your brother, so there's clearly something there. I just don't know what exactly, like. Yeah, as I said, it's it not is. like all the faults on him. I really have to learn to start making my own choices. It's really, I would say that the burnt of it is really on me. But I would say that this does, I feel like it stems from all the time that I spent with him not making my own choices. So well, then what, what kind of Waldozer do you want to be? Like, what kind of, like, what kind of goal do you have in mind then? Like, talking about this, it sounds like there's something that you want to change about yourself. Well, yeah, honestly, on this, it's the same reason that I quit recently from my job. Okay. I guess that's something I should mention. I quit recently from my job. I put in my two-week notice last week. Yes, and good yeah, for you. Yeah, the day before that is the day that I lost my PC. And I thought about it over the rest of that day until I had to work the next day that if I, if I don't make this choice now to leave, that I'm probably not going to make it for a very, very, very long time. Because I'm going to get caught up on this choice and I'm just not going to, and I'm going to choose to not do it. I like procrastinate. Hmm. And so I decided to put in my two week notice. It might have been a rash decision, I know, but I felt like if I didn't make that choice now, I wouldn't be able to make it in like the near future. Why do you think that's a rash decision though? Because I think you've been talking about it for a month or so. And you've mentioned it in the chat, but you didn't actually put it in. Until... Yeah, well, if, if I'd merely just been talking to people about it in the chat, I don't think I would have done it. It was really that last night, that night where my PC got taken away, where I really didn't have anything else to do, nothing to distract me. 
Like I just, I was just with myself, with my own thoughts. Good. And I just had time to think about it. That if I don't decide to do it soon, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna keep on for. I'm just gonna flail around for as long as possible and not make the choice. So you've been sitting on it for a long time, basically. So when you brought it up in chats and stuff, or even talking with friends, let alone the chats, like you just kind of have been letting it sit and fester. So up until yesterday, you were not going to quit. Yeah, up until like last week, I actually, even though I was telling people that I I was thinking about it, I actually was not planning on it. It was until I Mm. really had nothing else clouding my mind, no one else's opinions, nothing to like distract me from it when I had to think about it first for myself that I that I had to make mm-hmm. that choice and I decided to you know just go along with it that's actually that's actually like really good in a way I know it's shitty that your laptop got taken your pc and if you want to touch on that I'm be happy to listen but um the the thing is is when you are with yourself it can be really fucking annoying because you have to listen to yourself and it's boring at times But I think, like, for me, I distract myself a lot. Like, for example, I stream. And that's to distract myself so I don't have to think. Because sometimes I have, like, really dangerous thoughts. I don't have the regular thoughts of most people. Like, the regular little, like, worries. I have actual bad things I think about most times. So I I think it's also a good thing, though, to also sit with yourself. And, um... It seems like you need more of that. That's what I that's what I am hearing anyways. You need to actually learn who you really are. And instead of being online, maybe it's a good thing. So hopefully your laptop's taken for a longer period of time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And on the thing with my brother, I guess this is, you know, the final magnum opus. Is that a good word to subscribe to say this? I, I guess it's I don't just even my final know what that word it. means. That me and me and him, we've we have our different interests that we've built up over time. We have our past in life, which we've decided. And although it's very unfortunate that our that they're not like all that similar, that they don't overlap very much, we we still have a very good relationship and everything. Um, that as much as I would like to have an even closer relationship, um, we 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 help, we both have to go do our own things at a certain point. So I, as much as I would like to be closer to him, I'm I'm fine with how things are. I'm fine with how things turned out because I felt like this is like the ultimate thing that needed to happen. But it sounds like you actually never really talk with your brother. So even though you give space, like, I don't think you're actually like, have ever talked to each other as like just individuals, you know? And um, we don't talk all that much, but we do hang around with each other. I know, but I feel like uh, like there is a difference between the two. And it would be nice to see eventually, like once you're more with yourself and you're more sure that you do reach out with to your brother more and you can get to know each other on a deeper level. Like, you know. Yeah, that's the thing. I find that with my younger brother, um, we we fought a lot and it was mostly because I was going through stuff. He didn't understand. He's my brother is five years apart from me. So he really doesn't get it. Like what I went through at his age, but now recently he's had like 
a change of perspective like he's taken philosophy he's dated some girls he's met some new people through working a job his first job and when he like started meeting people he started realizing that i'm not so crazy and that me leaving family for example was actually a good thing and i think that over time something similar will happen with you and your brother that over time you're gonna see like you're gonna talk to him and be like hey oh like i get it like we both needed some space and like now let's try to build a new relationship a different one yeah i also get that like in the past although we had like the same friend groups uh, they were more his friends than mine. Although we did oh. like the same activities, I was really more just tagging along. Um, but recently, he's actually been inviting me out to do things, like trying to get me to do things with him. Yeah, I guess the thing with that is that I, I just have a lot of anxiousness in like social situations. I I can't accept as much as I want to accept his offers. I just can't most of the time. So interesting because you, in it's, my it's, opinion, and it's not just are... because of like the social situations, it's because I feel like I'm gonna be the same as I was back then, just tagging along. Mm. Yeah, I, I understand that honestly, and I think you're right, you're not wrong. I think that what happens is that you do tend to put a certain mask on like a front because you're so used to it so even though you're different than before you yeah you might slip back into that so i understand your fear but at the same time yeah it's just you know you i don't want to you don't want to usually mm -hmm. go back to doing things in the past especially when they were negative yeah that's the thing with me i just don't i don't want to go and do those things with him if i just think i'm gonna end up being like i was back then where i was just tagging along where really it's, it's his friends and not mine that are there. What do you think that, like, it would it would take for you to just be yourself around other people? Like, what would that even, like, look like for you? Like, would you, I don't know, would you be more, like, funny and, like, happy with them? Or are you more like you don't talk at all when it was, like, you were hanging out with your brother before? Being myself, oh, that's a hard question. I'd say that the only person who I it, it's a loaded one, yeah, for a very long time would be, you know, the person I mentioned earlier, Loki. Yeah, Where we we just talk about anything and everything. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, that's why. That's why I, I just have. I, to, that's I, why I he's such agree. a great friend. I just can't thank him enough for how, for how much I appreciate Aww. him. Oh, that's so sweet. That's so sweet. That's actually really sweet. I'm glad you have that friendship with Loki. And um, though you've mentioned before, you have other friends as well. Like, so we were talking before this podcast recording, but you mentioned that you have like a group chat with other people. So like, are those IRL people that you and Loki both know that you're comfortable with? Or do you find that you put up a front even with those people and a lot of those people are people who we met online over time um uh. the friend that i had during childhood he, he and i haven't talked in a long time he's he sent me a few messages here and there over long periods of time but 
as much as I've wanted to respond to them, I just don't know how to do so. It's just, I get in my own head too much, and I just, I feel too anxious to uh, do so. Really? Yeah. Well, Waldo, dude, that's so interesting. Because seriously, you come off, like, really, um, maybe maybe the online persona you have or, or of being, like, a troll in the chats. And I hope you know that. Uh, everyone talks about you very highly. In, in my server at least yeah um regardless of the one person that likes to um maybe want to fist fight you <laughs> yeah they're just they're just a kid so i just you know they're yeah well that's another topic for another time but i think i think like everyone really likes you a lot because of how outgoing your personality is in a way which is which is like kind of sad to me to hear that you feel that's that way that with like people that you're kind of like been during like the last years of high school it's that when i put on like this thing hmm. this front i guess you could call it a lot of people although they don't become close friends with me they do tend to like me mm-hmm. do you think that's the way in my server specifically do you think that's how it is for you like do you think that People treat you as if, like, they don't want to really be your friend, but they do like you. Well, I don't know. I mean, the thing with this is that this is this is just kind of how I want to act. I mean, you can call it a mask okay. as you wish, but this is, this is how I would like to be in actual in-person. But when it actually comes to being in-person, I actually tend to be a lot more introverted and a lot, like, less active in conversations and stuff. And, like, here's when I just get to have fun uh-huh. with people. I get to, like, talk to them, even though not through speech. I just get to type out anything I want. Yeah, we know. You type out all kinds of shit. And yeah, in a way, that's, that's, <laughs> its, own, that's its own personality that I'm putting on and everything. Yeah. But that's, that's something I've really enjoyed. Just getting to, you know, I'm type just out whatever listening. I want and have fun with everyone here. Mm-hmm. I'm just listening to how you're wording it. And it, it, even though, like, I said mask and stuff, I also said that it's just because you were saying, like, the persona you've put on and stuff like that. And, like, um, I I just want to be clear, like, do so you do want, you do think that this is the real you, the online you you think is the real you. And so I don't, I don't think it's completely the, the thing, real me, but it is a part of me. No. OK, OK. That's that's actually what it is, of course. Like it's not like you're being a liar. Yeah, basically. I don't think anyone lies online. I think yeah, you exaggerate a part of yourself. I'm actually interested though. Like this is an interesting topic, especially you because you're like you're actually someone that we talk a lot about, you know. And even as a joke, we're like, oh, it's a wall dozer, you know. Um. So I'm very curious, like how you kind of wish you saw yourself well the thing is um this is involves like this my ethics at least is that when i when i do things for for myself i tend to procrastinate a lot mm-hmm. like there are so many projects i've put on the back burner so many things i want to do but that i never get around to doing like i sometimes half start them sometimes i don't start them at all um but i have so many things i want to do but that i never get around to do it True. But anytime that someone asks me for something, asks me for help, asks hmm. me to be on a project, asks me to do anything of that sort, I just feel incredibly compelled to do so. Mm-hmm. 
I'm exactly the same and, way. And I just feel like I need to start doing things more for myself, like not just for my own betterment, but for my own satisfaction. You know what's so funny? And maybe this will make you feel good. But actually, one of the reasons I started wanting to like um, get better at recording stuff or even learn about YouTube was actually because of you. Because you actually were mm -hmm. being accountable and like putting yourself out there. And accountability is actually one of those things for me I, I strive to do. And maybe you'll resonate with that because it sounds like you need that as well. But like I actually was inspired by you. So I, I, I like I've always wanted to tell you that. But like I guess I'll tell you here. But like yeah like you're you're editing like the way that you fix stuff and i've even mentioned like you should short your videos and you shorted some of them so i can watch but like right. you know like yeah. it's impressive to me that someone does that and so like it was it it made me want to record stuff but i'm also the same as you in a way and i guess i just didn't know what level you were at with that and maybe you just hold yourself to a higher standard than i do but i seriously have recorded videos but i've never edited them but I'm inspired yeah, I mean, because I'm, of I'm kind you. of the same. The thing with me is that if I record a video, like even if it's recorded, we all did everything that we needed to do for the video. It's all there. I just need to edit it together. Mm -hmm. um, once I actually start doing the editing process, I just feel like it's never complete. Even, even until the moment I upload it, I just feel like there's more I can do. There's mm -hmm. more I can do. Why am I not doing more? You're like a maximalist, like by nature. You're like, like to do the most. Yeah, but until that moment comes when I actually begin to edit, I just feel like it's such a drag for me. I just can't get myself to do everything that's needed. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I feel like for me, there's too much to go through. So I just stop. Whereas I don't feel like I need yeah, to It's add. definitely a part of it. <laughs> yeah. Like there, there, there have been some times where I have just dropped a project because I thought it would be too hard. And if I actually attempted to do it, it would come up, it would come so, it would come up so subpar that I would just feel disappointed in it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think maybe you have a bit of a perfectionism then in a, in a way. For me, I don't care if I put out half-ass shit. <laughs> I'll be honest with y'all. Yeah. I, I don't. I, I don't that. feel that kind of thing. And it's something I argue with with my brother. Um, and it's something that we've constantly fought about because I'm really like, a, oh, you know, as long as I kind of do it right, I've done it. But yeah, I have been told sometimes that I, I, I worry too much about, you know, minor details that I should just go mm. ahead and do it, that people aren't going to judge me just because I missed something small. But like for me, it's just that I can't I can't stand it because I know that it's there. Okay. Honestly though, I it's it's making a lot more sense. Now I have more substance as to why your choices are so difficult for you. You're a bit of a perfectionist. You are putting up a front most of the time and you aren't sure how to be or act because of COVID. And I think that's a valid thing to add in cuz it did happen and a lot of people didn't get to be around others. And so I'm starting to get like uh, where your brother comes into this too. It's it's interesting. Well, COVID was definitely that. Actually, is one of the reasons why I got a lot more into Twitch at that time. Okay. Started you know, wanting people. to interact with people because I no longer had like the place to go, you know, people to socialize with in person. Right. Like uh, until that point, I was actually decently extroverted, so I I did interact with people quite a mm -hmm. lot. Yeah. 
I I don't know if maybe like you feel this way, but do you think that even though you identify as introverted, you're still kind of like in the middle? You're more still in the middle? I, I feel like I definitely am in the middle. Uh, COVID just made me adapt so that I, I, con- I converse more through like online forms of talking instead of in person. Mm-hmm. I think you're in a way like sounding more as a chameleon. Like, I, and um, that's just because you're not confident in yourself in a way. I, I don't know. That's kind of what I'm getting. Like, you're just not confident in, like, what you do or say. And you need some kind of validation, like, as in, like, an example is your brother. For, like, he yeah, that's, that's and Loki. That's certainly part right? of it. I, I'm not confident in doing things just on my own. Yeah, like, Loki, I think, is a huge... um. Well, like what would you call that? I have to take a shot in the dark for something. I I I hate doing that. I don't like doing things just by myself yeah. without any like direction to take it in. Like Loki would be your flashlight. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he's certainly like, one of them. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But and I I hope you find friends in my server at least, and like you know, like I I hope you consider me to an extent a friend. Yeah, I know I I'm like I, the I mean find it quite enjoyable here. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you do. I, a lot of people like you. A lot of people like you in my server. Seriously, they 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 really like yeah. you. Yeah. So the thing with me is that I I don't like to live my life in a way that's like confrontational. I guess I like because of the way that I've been, especially recently, where my default state is just neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like to live my life happily, happy. I guess. Okay. I do things that I enjoy. I just like to be happy i guess that's good this is the try to be happy podcast so that's good we need more yeah. of that i feel like sometimes that's that's misconstrued because like why why would i be doing something that is negative like that negatively affects like my my state of being like that's making me actively angry or sad so you just leave do you find like you just go yeah that's why i don't like like getting into arguments or like so, like, talking about stuff that are, like, negative in, in general. Mm-hmm. That's why I've been trying to cater my, like, For You pages or my recommendeds to, like, remove all, like, that political stuff, all that arguments, just to remove it all. Because I don't like having all that negativity mm-hmm. around. It's interesting because sometimes you do bring up stuff that I'm like, why are you bringing that? But maybe it's because you poke fun at it and I didn't realize that. So now it makes me think, like, okay. Like when you're mentioning stuff like in chat that sounds a little fucky, now I'll know like you're just kind of joking about it because it's annoying. Like it's not really a serious thing to you. Yeah, I mean, I don't really like taking things too seriously, honestly. Yeah, no, I can see that, but like that's where I think some people do get offended by you, and like they do feel sometimes that they're like, "Well, is he joking or is he not?" You know. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. I can see where, like, the distinction comes. Because especially through text, you can't tell someone's, you know, diction or their tone. Yeah, yeah, of course. I make some outlandish stuff, too. Like, I'm way worse, I think, sometimes in real life than I am on this server. But there's young kids here, and so I try. Even though I ideally I would like to just not be having any children in my server. Should cut that out, but I'll leave it in. <laughs> But yeah, I I think that I have to at least be a little bit of a role model in a way. 
you know, on the topic of children on the internet, this this goes back to to my own childhood mm-hmm. on the internet. Ooh. So I, I've told you, you know, during streams and stuff that I went to a place called the Boys and Girls yes. Club, right? The Boys and Girls Club is basically, for those who don't know, it's an organization that basically takes in kids and raises them. Not raises them, it basically keeps them while while parents are out doing stuff. Just For us, it was just $2 a year. And we got to eat breakfast and lunch there. And they had a bunch of activities to do to keep mm-hmm. like kids entertained while their parents are out doing mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And in that thing, they had a computer lab. Um, but if you wanted to use the computers... You first had to do a training course, oh. and you had to be a minimum age to, to even begin doing the training course. Oh, so they they didn't just let any random children begin like going onto the that's internet. That's so interesting. Because, yeah, because that would be dangerous. Honestly, I think that's that a good was idea. so smart. First of all, this internet course is actually was actually incredibly helpful. A lot of the things that it taught me, I still keep wow. to this day. I don't remember all the specifics, but it actually did teach you a lot of good things about what to avoid on the internet how to like navigate it wow and I, I think that the kids nowadays aren't getting taught that stuff properly absolutely not no because you know what parents do like my older sisters i have sisters that are in their, like their 40s and they all have kids yeah. you know what they do they fucking they turn on the ipad and then their kid just goes on it right and then they don't realize kids are smart yeah. and so they start going on all kinds of things yeah I, I mean i wasn't the smartest kid but i could do a decent amount of stuff on a on a computer or a piece of technology. That's where we go wrong. And even like my little sister, she's watching like the stupidest shit on YouTube. Yeah, honestly, honestly, sometimes what kids watch on on those devices is like really vile. Some of it honestly. is so sickening, and I I joke around about it sometimes in chat, but I, I I truly mean this is like the trauma that's happening now for kids is not from actual parents like when I was growing up, but it's from the actual internet. You know, I just realized something. Like when I'm talking seriously, I I say oh, honestly oh. a lot. Probably because you're being honest for once. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but I, it's just very, it's very verbose. I just I, feel I, like I shouldn't be saying it so much because I also say it a lot. <laughs> I don't know. When it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I get it. I get like like I've seen my sister watching some really bad stuff on there. Especially back back in those days when it was like Elsa and oh, Spider Man and all that yeah, like really weird you're right. stuff. I remember that. I saw yeah. some really bad stuff on there. Anyway, and my little sister, she she watched some of that stuff, and I I really dislike that because children nowadays are just like getting left unsupervised to mm-hmm. watch all this stuff. It's true. It's true. I've seen some really crazy stuff, like especially when you're on TikTok too. If you're not careful, sometimes they see some shit. Yeah, and back in my day, even though I was, I guess I hate <laughs> to say back in my day, but yeah, back in my day, I also saw a lot of stuff even when I was really young. I did young. too. I did too. And the internet wasn't even really yeah. a big thing. Even, I like, what's the age difference between us? I guess like maybe same as my brother, maybe like four or five years. But like I had some very interesting experiences because we had like the first omegles and the first kicks and the first like you guys are talking about kick i learned recently is like this new site but we also had a version of kick <laughs> before yeah the first computer i had couldn't even connect to the internet it yeah. only had an ethernet cable and we didn't have right. that kind of money so i just yeah. played solitaire 
yep, and Minesweeper on and it. And that one, like, ping, the ping pong game. And I had absolutely no idea how to play Minesweeper. So it was just I learned recently how to play that, actually. And it's a numbers game. It, it Yeah. It is. I mean, I, I eventually learned how to play, and I got That's really so good at it. That's so wild. I've always been good with numbers. That's, like, the one thing is that, that I true? excel at. I've never been good at word stuff, but with numbers, I, I've huh, always been able to interesting. do really good. That's I, I didn't know that about you. Yeah. Honestly, you know essays yeah. that they make you write in school? Like, I'm never going to probably write mm-hmm. an essay in real life. Like, for any, any specific thing, I'm not going to be writing an essay right. just on my daily basis. But I definitely feel like having all that writing experience from school has help me become more literate yeah. in my daily life they do help in a way like yeah it was really annoying at the time but looking back on it i'm glad i did all that because now i feel like i can talk and communicate yeah. better i think uh english is very important especially when it comes to arguments i think that's also something that just, it stresses me about the way that people on the internet argue about stuff and the way they get political and that's one thing I wish was taught more early on, actually, how to actually um, make a statement and not just like. Well, you get taught that like in. in yeah, like but high that's school too late. And, and I don't believe that anything you say before high school. is No, really it's all not that credible, credible, but like they should learn that. So not in the sense that they learn how to say it, but kids learn when adults are bullshitting them. You know, it teaches you uh, how to detect deceit in a way, you know, and especially with the Internet. That's why. Because kids need to see that sometimes when people are writing stuff to them, they should be very hyper aware that that could actually not be the person that they say they are on that other end. And there's ways to detect that, actually. It's just that kids write they're, it's their first time interacting. Yeah, yeah, I get it. That's scary. Yeah, like tone, tone and diction aren't something that can be easily conveyed no. through text. But if once you actually learn how to detect it, it's easy to understand yeah. like other people, like what their like intentions are. Yeah, I think stuff. that would be my one thing is like to teach them that. Of course, I don't want them to like come in like fourth grade or MLA format, APA, Chicago, that. No, I just uh, like, that's uh, yeah, it's yeah, been much. <laughs> a bit too far, but it is it is probably best to teach them how yeah. to detect stuff. It's just, anyways, your online experience though got a little sidetracked. Yeah, and I mean, basically, the gist of that is that we got taught how to, well, not to specifically detect like the, what you're what you were talking about, but we definitely got taught right. how to avoid it. This is also very important. We got taught like, hey, don't don't trust people online. Don't trust them, even if they're like saying this. They're your age. If they're saying, don't ever trust other people online. Mm-hmm. Basically, the gist of it. Don't click on on like scam sites. They basically taught us what those types of sites were. They basically, it was basically a lesson that was there to teach you all the basics, and it was in a very yeah. good format that even yeah. kids could understand. I think that's actually impressive, though. Um, I don't know if the Breakfast Club is part of the other parts of the world but um yeah it's actually impressive i mean i I really i I don't i think that kids should definitely be taught about that more uh, online safety like the way that it was done during that time 
I, I kept a lot of those lessons and I took them I on think for the that, rest of my uh, life. If I find the link, I should just send them into the Discord server. <laughs> Some days I'm just like, how should... Oh no! I, I listen. If I had to retake that test today, oh my god! That because that test is oh, actually really? really long. Like, yeah, it, it definitely keeps your it keeps you engaged for like the first half hour. But then for the second half hour, that's god when you damn, lose a lot of the interest. Hour. But then the second half hour, there still has a lot of important information, which I I feel like I should have paid more attention to. Well, also kids have an attention span that's not as big. And so you know they should yeah. have they should have thought about that. I was really <laughs> I know that 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 there wasn't much I could do about it, but I really the, the, I did fall into one of the problems that was only talked about in the oh, second really? half hour. Yeah, I ended up uh, downloading a virus from trying to from trying to just pirate uh, Undertale. No. Hey, but before the virus could destroy my computer, I did you manage got to be spammed sent. in before. You know, hey man, I, it was so worth crazy. it. I would say, wow, hmm, interesting. And this is a lesson to all the kids out there don't I pirate. I hope there's no children listening to this, <laughs> this podcast. God damn, <laughs> yeah. Uh, unlike my Twitch, my pot, well, my Twitch is also rated for like 18 plus. It's just for some reason it doesn't work. I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, and on as for this podcast, though, it does have that rating, so it always says explicit on it, no matter what. I could be talking about flowers and rainbows, and you know, uh, actually, this is, I guess, something I should talk about. Yeah. So the thing is, uh, I I feel like like with all these uh, like uh, mental illnesses, um, I feel like I, I meet a lot of the requirements for some of them. But I, I never want to take a test. I really I really want to avoid that, honestly. Because I feel what? like if I get tested and if I actually end up coming down with one, that's I feel like it's coming gonna down with not, not affect me much. Like I already I already if I have it, I already have it, but I feel like it's gonna affect me mentally. Yeah. You know what it does actually? Like there are some studies on that. I I obviously can't um remember yeah just thinking that you have it and knowing that you have it they're different and i I don't i mean i can think that i have it but once i know that i have it i feel like i'm gonna i'm gonna be i'm just gonna start thinking differently and i don't want to i don't want to be like that you know i'll tell you something that is actually kind of accurate from uh the some of the studies i've read on it and um maybe i'll do a podcast episode more in depth on this when i have like more um references and um concrete like scholarly articles about it but uh, actually the more insecure someone is it tends to that's that's usually why there's a correlation between why people take on like their disability or whatever as their whole personality trait because it's the only thing that they actually know that they have that they can be in control of so if anyone like kind of tells them they don't have it or whatever, they get super upset, for example. Like I'm sure we've met people like that like through life, but it is a thing that happens. And so I don't know. I don't think it's a bad thing if you don't know, but it, it if you're saying that you would feel that way, like you might overthink it. So I agree. It does happen. You're not wrong. Yeah, like I I can live my life without knowing that I have anything. Yeah. I well also though I don't know. Okay. Well, 
I, I, I just seriously, I don't know which episodes you've listened to, like, but for for me, I went through a psychological assessment. So I mentioned it in the podcast before. And it was mm-hmm. really difficult because they had to ask really hard questions. And so I also had like a mental breakdown in the end because it was like, oh, it's too much. And I still haven't gotten the results back for that. But at some point, though, it is actually important for me. It was important for me to know because I started doing things anyways in my life where like it didn't make sense, you know, so it it was dangerous in a way to not know. So as long as you're not in a position where your anger or anything you've suppressed is putting yourself or others in harm's way, I think you're fine to not know. But definitely try to remember that if it gets too far one day, I I strongly recommend talking about it at least with someone because it, it does help. And I'll yeah, do- yeah, I get it. Like it's um, the, yeah, like the thing is, I'm I, one of the things that I that like, especially other people who have observed me, like like Oops. Loki, as I've said, um, they they think that I might have OCD because I like obsess over like some minor things. Really? Yeah, like especially like I have to count my teeth in sets of ten. Your which? Time that my teeth interact with one another. That's like. That's a that's two teeth clicking on each other. Your teeth? Yes. I'm having trouble like even picturing this. So you, sorry, like when you're talking, do you it's, need it's to, a like... simple system. Like teeth are considered half a point. So when the teeth interact with one another, that's a whole point. And my skin is with one point. What? <laughs> what the hell? Okay. Slow down for me. I need to make it so that it always ends in an interval with either zero or five. For your teeth. For everything. My fingers, my teeth, my my toes. Huh. When I feel them touch something, that's an additional point. So I need to make sure that it always ends with a zero or a five. So you need to have like those five specific more. Numbers. They just feel right. Oh, okay. So you have five, like, okay. I'm I'm actually genuinely trying to get this. But like, so if your foot touched, okay, marbles, for example, it touched one marble, you need to touch four more. You need, so that would be a total well, when of it's five. an external object, I count that as two points. Oh. If it's just skin against skin, that's one point. If it's skin against uh, either my nails or my teeth, then that's half a point. So you have like a point system. Yes. I I am actually like I I I maybe it's just because I'm not good at math, but seriously I I'm, I'm struggling here. But I think I get it in a way, yeah. So like you just have to keep touching like or have it keep touching something that until it adds up to five, basically, or or yes. not at all. Don't touch it at all. Either don't touch it at all or touch it until I've added it up to a multiple of five. Do you get um? Do you get like cringy? Yes. What happens if, if I feel, if I if I remember that I haven't touched it like a certain amount of times I I feel it feels discomforting. Oh, okay. Wait, 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 wait. I don't know why I was thinking you were like talking stationary, like as if like you have to go like stand next to like the marbles. 
Oh, so you have to touch something like multiple times. So like I have something similar. So let me know if I'm I'm relating to you in a way. I have this thing where sometimes I have to turn the lights off like a couple of times, like two or three times before I can I can like actually just leave. Like I used to have that. It's not something I do anymore, but like is it like that? Like you have to touch the light three times. Well, if every time you touch the light, that would add two points. Okay, so because your f- hand That's what is I would think it. of, not about the light itself, but about like how much points it was actually worth. Do you think that your life is a video game? Like genuinely? No, like- I'm, I'm just thinking I've, I've basically, it's just because of the way that things feel. They feel a certain way. They feel like a number. Yeah. That is so interesting. And I, I never have actually heard that before. I, I don't think I've heard that, but it is it is similar to, I think, the OCD-ish thing that I have. I've never been diagnosed with OCD, and also I like did If I'm completely I not thinking about anything, then there's a chance that I can do it without thinking about it. But okay. once I start realizing that I'm touching something and that I, that I need to do it, that's when I, I completely hyperfixate on how much I'm touching stuff. Hmm. Does your siblings have something similar like that, or no? You just kind of had that. I mean, I, I I wouldn't know. I haven't I haven't really seen any of them do anything of this sort. So it's obvious. Like when you when you're when you're doing it, do your family know, or do you try to keep it hidden? I, mean, I try to keep it hidden. Right. Okay. That makes sense. I do that too. Like. I would say, yeah, at some point, like you could talk to a therapist about that. But here's my thing. Also, um, I I agree with you in a way. Maybe you weren't going in this direction, but I hate when people talk about having OCD and like, you know, or like taking something too far like that. So I, I, I don't want to think that. that I have anything just end up not having it. But at the same time. I don't want to take any tests to actually find out that I do have something. I think what you're maybe doing, again, I'm not a therapist, but I I feel as though you're over, you overthink a lot to the point where it's like, it's externally comes out. That that certainly makes sense. I don't know. I don't mean, I don't know if it's, if it is what I'm doing, but that does explain it. Well, for me, that's this the only reason I am saying this is because it does sound like something I do, and I've I've been highly traumatized. I don't know what your trauma looks like. I I do understand though you've had a tough childhood, and so everyone has something that happens to them that makes them feel like they lost control. Usually, when they're in trauma, and because I didn't have control over a lot, like you know, I've mentioned. My, I got locked in closets, you know, for long periods of time in the pitch black um, for doing for even just like looking at someone the wrong way. OK, that caused me to become an overthinker. I'm so hyper aware of making sure everyone else is OK so that I don't get in trouble. So I start tapping or I start like, I, I don't know how to describe it. Like I start like touching the bottom of a water bottle like uh, like five or six times because it feels right. It's the only thing I can control. That's why I do it. 
do you think that that resonates with you? Like my experience also. Well, on that, I guess similarly on that note, so like things in childhood that have kept on like pervading your life. Mm -hmm. uh, Eye contact for me. Oh. Like my my father used to not like the fact that I did not look at him in the eyes when we spoke, like in any sort of the matter. Like I was very bad at maintaining eye contact when Mm -hmm. I was older. But but they, I guess nowadays it's to the point where if I'm talking to you, I can't break eye contact. Jesus Christ, that's so scary. Yeah, and, and that's really <laughs> that's that's unfortunate because my dad nowadays sees it as me, me being like insubordinate. I guess is the best word to say. Mm, like me, that's so like, shit. He, he doesn't see it as me like maintaining his eye contact. He sees me as, as me like being angered. I guess I don't know what the best way to say it is, but he he doesn't like the fact that I'm directly staring into his eyes. No, but this is just That's a habit so that I built up. Crazy. Yeah, I can't. It's not easy to break it to look away. He literally did it to you, and that's what's shitty, huh? Yeah. Well, so okay. Do you think that you make people uncomfortable when you do that? I, I do feel like it does sometimes make them uncomfortable, but <laughs> okay. like. It's not something that I actively think about. If it's I ever just something meet you that in real life. It's not until it's pointed out to me that I actually notice that I'm doing it. If I meet you in real life ever, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep I'm gonna be so hyper aware of that. I'm gonna be like, oh my god, he's doing the thing. <laughs> now that you're telling me that I'm gonna try to do it as least as possible. <laughs> That's funny. Uh I well okay it's not funny I, it's but you know it's funny like we have to laugh about it a little bit yeah you, you have to eventually gain a sense of humor even over the dark parts of life yeah and I think that's why um in a way I did actually like you at first when you came into my streams I don't know why I just got this feeling you're a lot like me in a way like you joke about the the bad parts of life to the point where it's almost like offensive <laughs> But I yeah, I get it. You have to at the end of the day too, and I, I think that's why I understood your humor quicker than others did. Even though, like, sometimes yeah, it was like there are oh, a lot overlap. of people who take life a lot more seriously than I do, and I get that because I'm very, very loose with life at this point. Mm-hmm. So I can't. It's hard to relate to people who are a lot more serious. I think that you have to, though, definitely rein it back a bit. And I think that's maybe where you're struggling is like, you know, it's in you to rein it back and also be a little more serious and with people. But I can tell that that can be scary because that means you actually have to acknowledge that life sucks. Yeah, I guess that's the hardest part. I don't want. I don't. I don't like acknowledging that. It's because when when I, I know that it's true, like logically. But when I, I feel like if I do, start emotionally acknowledging that things are gonna start going downhill. And they will, and uh, I'm firsthand experience at that. And that's why, again, I started this podcast was because I started doing this thing where I had to deal with stuff. And, um, and it, everything that I repressed from when I was like six years old to now, um, was, it has been spilling out at, uh, like out of me, like crazy. It sounds gross, <laughs> but you know, I started talking and doing streams and stuff and maybe my streams aren't as serious lately, but like what, before I used to just be crying in my car constantly. 
And I just be like talking about stuff because, you know, there's no one to relate to about this stuff. And everyone that knows me outside in real life, seriously, they all think of me as a very happy, positive person. And like I said, they all thought like today, like I didn't show up to work for two days because, uh, you know, I don't like to show people that side of me that's not as happy because I think it's an expectation almost. So, you know, I... On this podcast, I talk more about like my suicidal thoughts and um, I self-harm quite a bit. And maybe that's something that people on on Twitch, I try really hard not to mention it. But, you know, when I go away for long periods of time, it's because I've hurt myself so badly sometimes that I can't actually function. I can't actually perform in a way. And that sounds really dark, but it's just the way that things have been and unfortunately like I'm happy on one side I'm acknowledging stuff from when I was younger but it's actually been really hard and so um if there's one thing I'm sharing this with you only just to say like and to anyone who's listening also that like the journey will never be easy but at least maybe like you have me to relate and like I can be your friend in that way and I can help you work through it you know because I know what it's like to also not want to, to also always be like the life of the party and to be fun. And then people like think, oh, now you're being like dull dozer. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do agree a lot on that. Uh, I feel like we all have at least three personalities. Uh, <laughs> one that we know we just display to strangers, one that we display to our close, those who are, that we're close with or like those who your friends with and then one yeah. that you have for you you know yeah. yourself privately and you know it's, it's when you start mixing these personalities that I think you can start being more open with people yeah I agree with that I definitely have like a little girl in me and a little boy that I try to protect and the little boy is another thing I'll get into but like you know I've I've had like an experience with my individuality where like I've been put down so much that the only joy I find in life is to actually bring up others, which is sad in a way. And uh, I think that's good, honestly. It is good, but yeah. I, I pay for it in a lot of ways because that means that I, my heart yeah, I gets like, broken. It gets broken yeah, pay, a lot. Like putting all those burdens onto yourself is, of course, not good, but wanting others to succeed, I feel like and that makes you a really good person, honestly. I hope it does, but, you know, the more I hear it these days, the more I feel, like, more sick. You know, in a way, and that's... I don't think you... you I mean, it's just because you can't see how much everyone else also appreciates you. Yeah, and I th I think when I am feeling like that, like, uh, I think, ah, uh, ah, uh, shit, your words actually hit my my little soft heart. Sorry. But, like, it's, a, it's actually something really, like, right in front of my face right now that I'm dealing with. And with work, not going to work was actually because of that. And uh, the more people keep telling me, like, we really love having you here and we appreciate you here and we want to make a second birthday for you. And like, I'm like, please stop. Like, you know, I, I panic and I don't think people get it. Like, I, I have like a trigger response and I do irresponsible things when I'm upset and I can't control that. And um, like, your words mean a lot to me, actually, also. But it's, see, yeah, I'm like tearing up now. <laughs> like. That's the problem. I do get that a bit. Um, I also, I have sometimes, I do have some trouble like accepting compliments, accepting when people praise me because I don't feel like I deserve it sometimes. 
Hmm. But, uh, but even so, I feel like, you know, being able to being, well, I guess gaining so many compliments, seeing that so many people appreciate you, I guess that's, that's really a thing where you, you get to see how much impact you're having on other people. But like at a certain point in time, I didn't think that anybody at school even knew who I was. I thought I was completely alone. Uh, my best friend had already left the school. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wasn't interacting with people as much. But once it came around, like to a certain point in time, I realized that so many people actually like, well, I guess appreciated me is the best way to say it. Like they knew who I was. They appreciated like my personality, the way that I was. And I mean, it was hard to accept all those compliments at the time. Mm-hmm. especially because we weren't going to be seeing each other most likely anymore from that point onward but realizing that more people knew me than than i than i thought i i really it was hard to accept yeah i agree with that um i like like you don't realize how much of an impact you make until you're i don't know gone in a way i don't know yeah like I have a similar experience where like my the secretaries at my old school, my high school, they remembered me and like they were like, why didn't I visit and stuff like that to my social worker? Because we needed my high school transcripts for the psych the psychological tests that we were taking. Like I was taking, sorry. And um like they were like I I didn't remember them actually that I had impacted them so much, but I do remember like they put together money for me actually and surprised me at graduation because I guess, you know, me coming and joking around with them and like, you know, buying them a coffee every, every once in a while, a Canadian thing we do is we buy our teachers double doubles, buy them like two like a coffee with cream and two sugars, you know, uh, from Tim Hortons and like, I think those little things like that I do, like sometimes I forget, like people do appreciate them. And uh, yeah. even years later now, like how long has it been since when was 2017? That was uh, six years ago. Yeah, sure. Six years ago. Six years ago, they still remember me. And like, that's kind of nice. I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> that's, that's actually a thing that I, that I, that I have a problem with myself with it's not it's not like oh sorry I dropped my phone uh the thing is I have a problem remembering remembering people remembering their faces or their names I have a problem just remembering people in general mm. and uh sometimes they recognize me but I can't recognize them and I'm like oh it's it's this person I mean well, that's not exactly what I think but I'm like I can't remember who this person is but if they recognize me then clearly we known each other and if I made enough of an impact for them to know who I am, but I I can't I can't, can't place them anywhere. Mm-hmm. Do you feel and that, bad? that really bothers me sometimes that I I have such a bad memory for people oh. I just forget them so often. Do you think though that you're forgetting them because there's so many people you actually have interacted with though? I honestly don't know. It's just I just don't have that much of a propensity for remembering people. Hmm. Maybe, maybe though it's similar to me in a way because like I I know too many people sometimes and like I I seriously can't remember. Uh, excuse me, like I well, I it's, I it's just can't. Just, I guess it's just a thing where I wish I could remember. It's just I, sometimes I re meet the people, but I just don't. I can't remember them for the life of me. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe that's not that bad of an issue. It's just like uh, 
feeling bad because you know like you meant something to them and i understand yeah that's like they can remember me so i clearly i made some sort of an impact but i can't remember them so i just feel bad as as long as it was a positive one right like we can't feel too bad about that i i don't usually feel that bad when i don't remember i just remember though that like they were they were a nice person probably <laughs> i don't know it's and yeah i get it i get it i i understand you too like where you're coming from with that well on on a more lighthearted note i guess <laughs> Um, if you if you have to if you have to get a present for for your birthday, what what would you want it to be? Well, I know that you said on a lighter note, but actually, that's probably one of the worst questions you could have asked me today. Well, I have a I have an answer to this question. All right, I want a sword, a sword, or any sort of weapon. I just want, a, I mean, a sword. Basically, just give me a sword. I want a sword. Well, anime north. You give any man a sword for their for a special occasion, and they'll accept it gladly. I don't know. Would my brother? Yes, he would. Never mind. You're right. Maybe yeah, you're right. I mean, the little, I'll accept it with open arms if anyone came to me with a sword <laughs> on my birthday or on Christmas or on any other special day of the year. It doesn't even have to be a special day. Just gift it to me, and I would accept it with open arms. So you want a sword? Is what I'm what I'm getting here. It doesn't even have to be a sword. It could be any other sort of weapon. It could be a, a battle axe. Well, you know, guys, hit the, hit the donation so that Waldozer can get a sword. <laughs> I'll, send, <laughs> yeah. I'll send Waldozer a sword. There's not that many people that listen to this podcast, but, you know, there could be someone yeah. out there that wants to enlighten your dream. And, I'll, and I promise so I'll you, send you, it. Do you not have an answer to this question, or is it kind of difficult for you to answer? Uh, it's just difficult because the way that you worded it, was like um birthday and that's actually one of the triggers that i have is my birthday um i have a whole episode on that um i guess i haven't watched it you know it was actually one of my birthdays i can't even remember which one nobody remembered that it was my birthday oh really except for one of my aunts which who gave me an iphone on a later day because she wasn't in town on that But nobody remembered it was my birthday that day. That's I just sad. went through the whole day just existing as normal. Aww. Did you get a party I did. I did really enjoy that iPhone 3 that I got. I know. That, that was like, a great gift. Sad? So even though it wasn't a great birthday because nobody remembered it, I do enjoy that great gift that my aunt got me. Did you, were you young? Like... You know, actually, the only other person besides my aunt who wasn't there on that day, the only person on that day who did remember it was my birthday was actually my father. Wow. That's impressive. It's, it's just, I mean, it's just what I, like, what I told you, like, before all this. It's that, like, he might not be a great man, but as a father, I respect him. Right. Yeah, I get it. I, I, do, I do understand. That's nice. He did the little things that mattered, you know? Yeah. That's sweet. And it's mostly those little things which I do tend to remember. Yeah. I besides think like these most them. recent incidents incidents, which I'll probably eventually forget, it's always the like the little things that I tend to remember. Yeah. Cause they're the they're the things that actually make the biggest impact on you because they're not often. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet in a way. 
but I, I hope that like the problems with your dad can be resolved and like he doesn't go too far and doesn't push you into a place where you feel like you. Well, the thing with that is that I, he fe- I feel like he feels like he's doing it for me. Right. Like, that's always been the thing with him, that he feels like he's doing it for me. Most parents, they they do believe that. My dad definitely believes that, but they're, they are not doing it the correct way. Yeah, that's, that's usually the problem, yeah, that they're not doing it, like, the best of ways. <laughs> yeah. Like, I do understand, like, his intention in doing so, but, like, also, you could have gone about it another way. Right. Yeah. Although, I guess th- that if he hadn't taken my com- my computer on that day, I wouldn't have made the choice to to put in my my notice at the job. Well, so in a way, like we also might not be talking about stuff today. Exactly. So. He really, like I, I, do, I do dislike the fact that he did that, but it did give me the push that I needed. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's how stuff happens in life. And I, I don't know if you're a spiritual person at all. I, I can sometimes be, but like sometimes there are things I get sent out and that happen and they occur and it's just perfect timing for you to do something different. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, you know, I, I don't, I'm not a completely spiritual person, but I do, I do like to think about it sometimes. Yeah. I think that, uh, there's definitely something about circumstance and what, like what it pushes you to do. So, and uh, in a way I, it's it's nice, right? So that's all you can do. You can look on the positive of everything as, as much as you can. Of course, there's going to be a negative. And I talk about balance a lot on this podcast. Balance is always key. There's always two sides to everything or more. And so you've got to try to meet in the middle or some common ground. Yeah, it's really, you know, the choice of things. You can either choose to think about it negatively or choose to think about it positively. Yeah, like you could in have the end, been you make most of the choices in your life. Exactly. You could have like sat there and got fucking mad and like punched a hole in the wall, but you didn't. Yeah, I just accepted that it happened and I moved on. Yeah, and that's actually so mature and more people have to learn that, especially more young people too, like they have to learn that in general. Yeah, but like the thing with me as I said is that I really didn't learn that until Definitely later on. In my eyes, you're still really young. And I'm still really yeah. young. Like, I know you like to joke that I'm an old lady, but I am still very young, too. And um, for us to be this aware, and then I see, like, my 40-year-old sisters going and doing all kinds of crap, or even our dads, for example, right? Our parents, the way that they act or react to things are so immature it's what taught us to be different it's what made us have yeah, you learn from bad examples to be a better example <laughs> exactly so uh like i think that's what makes us more positive in a way i don't know yeah definitely i study sociology in university And so one of the things that I always wonder is how is it that youth like me and you, who have gone through tough times, develop a way to want to do better and like be exemplary versus other children? You know, what is the difference? What is like the 2% difference between us and other people? You know, 
that we want to like change those things and be more positive. I see the way you also interact with your sister though. You're also a good brother. And hmm. I th- what strives to make a better student? <laughs> Are you Googling it? No, I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> I thought hmm. you're Googling it. Honestly, the the I mean, not the threat of violence, but the threat of disappointment. If you feel like you're going to disappoint someone, uh, you really put in everything you have into doing your best. Is that what you think that makes us different? I mean, I I did feel at certain points like I was going to disappoint someone and I had to do better. But that's especially why I did bad in high school, because at that point, I didn't really care about what other what others, especially my parents, mm-hmm. thought about my my school life. Mm-hmm. I find that and that's why my grades just plummeted at that time. And they did. They barely recovered by the end of the year. Yeah, I think that's uh, very true. But it also means that our personality wise, we're kind of um, pushovers in a way or like we're like. Um, we're just making things more about others than us. Mm. There's a word for it. I know there's a word. I just don't know what the correct word is. But you, I think you know what I mean, right? <laughs> like, like without, uh, I, I, without I, 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 other people putting pressure on us, we don't care. Like we would care. Like the we could be in a burning building, and we would care. But if someone else that we knew, like that we loved. We would go and fucking run. Go find them. But if it's us, we don't care. There's, yeah. there's no purpose. <laughs> that's yeah, how, if it's that's merely how you feel. trying to fulfill your own expectations, then you're really not going to have the greatest of incentives. Yeah. When you're trying to do it to like, fulfill like, the pressures or expectations of another. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, let me know if this is your experience with friendships. But um, for me, I tend to find people that are super self-centered. And and I think it's accidental, but maybe it's on purpose in a way. And I think it's because I have a pushover kind of personality. So I want to help them with everything and they always make it about them. So it's easy for me to just hide in the background. So it's like similar to family, right? Like I can just like go do stuff. Hmm, oh, like, I don't really know. But I end up uh, hating them. I, I do end up hating them after. That's that's the difference. I do end up having falling outs with them. I guess I don't really know how I how I decide to make friendships. I just I just interact. I don't really I never think I never thought about it like like beforehand. I just I decided to interact someday and then our relationship grew from there. Well, maybe maybe that's the wrong thing. Maybe I'm wording it wrong. I do I also don't think about it. I don't think about it at all. It just happens. I agree. But like, yeah, it just happened. The the thing um, is, is like, I think there's uh, a weird thing that happens where I end up do I, like it ends up magically being some person who's super self-centered. I just think that that's more unfortunate luck because okay. for me, I really haven't had that much happen. Like the two front, like the two super close friends that I've had, they, they were not similar in personality at all. Oh, really? Yeah, we still managed to become really close. All three of you or just you and them? No, just me with each of them. Okay. Oh, right. Right, right, right. Sorry, I'm talking from an extroverted perspective. My bad. Yeah, 
I mean, I, I really, well, I did interact with people to a decent bit, and we did sometimes, like, I would never go beyond, like, calling this, like, acquaintances to, um, because for me, I really only had, like, a small amount of friends for a decent time, and only one really close friend all through elementary school. Thing, though, I am envious of people who are actually have less friends, to be honest, because, um, quality over quantity mm, yeah really it, it really is that way and um you no know, i also had this other friend uh not gonna name names here but uh one day we were playing Yu-Gi-Oh, and i had to go in to do something for my mom okay and when i came back mysteriously like half of my Yu-Gi-Oh cards were missing and we <gasps> never found them jackass mysteriously looking back they? on it I'm, I'm pretty sure that that guy took the cards what a jackass. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, nah, but he was he was decent to hang out with. It. We had a decent amount of fun. Yeah, it's the memories that matter too, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, technically he might have stolen my cards, but like we, we did a lot of <laughs> stuff together. Benefit of the doubt. Benefit of the doubt. I'll think that he didn't steal the steal. <laughs> but you know in your heart, <laughs> deep down in there. He definitely yeah. stole your cards. Well, yeah, that also reminds me, I, I already talked about it, the Boys and yeah. Girls Club. Um, there was a guy there who had Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and I had Yu-Gi-Oh cards. So the, logically, that would mean we'd have to play each other. Okay. You know, logic dictates that that's, the, that's a natural course of events, of course. So mm -hmm. me and him played, but before the game started, he, he decided, or he chose that we should each bet, bet our best card. Mm-hmm. Now I'm a I'm a child at this time. I'm a small boy. Mm -hmm. So my best card it wasn't all that good, but it was really sentimental to me. But I still bet it because I'm also stupid. And this guy had a fully built Dark World deck, and he completely destroyed me. <laughs> so my best card got taken away. Oh, I was crushed. I started bawling. Wow! How old were you? That was that was a small child. Oh, somewhere between five and ten. I don't remember exactly. Oh, those well, I mean, he he did feel bad, and he gave it back to me. So, silver lining. But <laughs> he, I did cry for a yeah. decent while. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. Like this guy really came up to me with a fully built dark world deck, and he destroyed me. Okay. Well, that's a fun, that's fun though. Poor Waldozer. But, and uh, I think though, we should probably end it off here, the podcast at the very least, do a little outro. So, obviously, I'm going to cut out some parts for yeah, sure. Yeah. You like, would you like me to do the outro? <laughs> sure. I'm probably also going to add in some stuff at the end, but like, go ahead. All right. Well, what are the things that you usually ask for on Spotify? What do you mean? Follows, likes, subscribes. You can rate. I don't really have an outro, actually, to be honest. Uh, That's funny. I don't really know how Spotify works. But, so basically, like any like podcast, just rate it. You can rate it. You could um, donate. All to right, it. all right. I got this. I got okay, this. All right. <clears throat> all right, guys. So that'll be all for today's podcast. Me and Soggy Socks had a really eventful conversation. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. Make sure to rate this podcast at the top of your list. And you, John, listening, I know that your name is John. 
we're going to come to your house. We'll find you. We'll steal your family if you don't rate this podcast perfect. 10 out of 10. So you better rate it well. (laughs) Now that does it for today's podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. All right, I'm going to keep that one in. (laughs) But I will add something later in this little Easter thing. Anyways, thanks to everyone that made it this far in the show. I'm going to keep that as the outro. This is Soggy Socks signing off. Thanks to Waldozer for being my special guest this episode.